0: Oh, my oh. God. Hello everyone, it is Saturday, Saturday before week 5 of NFL Sunday, you've got Papa Bear and Big Dog here And uh, today we're going to talk about our sleeper picks and value picks going into week 5 Talk about my uh, free money Sunday, picks of the week And uh, a couple uh, extra notes about a good week last week So um, Big Dog, if you want to say hi, then I'm going to jump into uh, what happened last week
1: to the jungle, that is week five of uh, daily fantasy football. Um, I, I got to watch it live, but after wait till you hear
0: about Papa uh, Bears last last week, there it was an exciting one. <laughs> yeah, so uh, anyone who's been following along with the blog, you've probably seen my article, How I Turned $300 into $3,000 in DraftKings. Obviously, had a really great week last week. So I um, want to recap that. Uh, definitely a few caveats about, uh, you know, why it was so successful. But um, going into it, I use a few best practices. Uh, the first one is using a pro, two, pro tool called RotoQL, one we're definitely fans of. shout-out, uh, RotoQL. Yeah, quick shout-out. Uh, if you check out the website, we've got some more information about it, links to it. So what they do is they... Uh, generate lineups for you. So you can generate automatically generate hundreds of lineups at a time if you want, and then you can go in and, and put in your own requirements, or own restrictions, um, limit the exposure, how many players have to a certain lineup. So they look at things like value, defense, uh, projected points, things like that to come up with your ideal lineup. So what I did last week is I generated 100 lineups. And uh, I picked a tournament and I said I'm gonna put all 100 lineups in one tournament, and uh, so I looked at for a favorable tournament to, to do that with, and uh, I spent $300 total, $103 entries, uh, and then won $2,939, so, so great game. So the reason why that was successful, there are a few reasons. One the, the tournament that I did on DraftKings was the weekly NFL $1.25 million play action uh, I think this week it's $1.35. Buy-in price is $3. You can do a maximum of 150 lineups. But the key thing about that is, one, the price is great because you can enter you know 100 lineups without spending thousands of dollars. But the top 28.5% get paid out. That's nearly 10% more than most tournaments on DraftKings. So right off the bat, you have a 50% better chance of when you're getting in the money with this tournament than most of the other ones. So that's a huge advantage right there because I did well, but it wasn't like I had one lineup that won $1,000. I had 20, 30 lineups that won 20 or $25 at a time, and that kind of stuff really adds up. So uh, picking a tournament where you have a better chance of getting in the money is key. So that, that's a big one, uh, plus the multiple entries. Obviously, uh, a, a big factor there, because you're going to have a lot of your consistent players that you know are going to do pretty well, and then you could have lists of a few dozen sleeper picks or value picks that you want to switch in, so you just swap those in, and uh, eventually one of those lineups is going to hit. So all of those 100 lineups, um, six of them went between $100 and $300. Everything else is uh, you know, under $100, talking 20 25 at a time. Uh, And I didn't include any one player in 100% of the lineups. This actually, there are two sides to this. So the tool automatically put Julio Jones in 100% of my lineups. I went in and reduced that to 80%. Because he had such a shit week the week before, I wanted to hedge my bets there. Now obviously Julio Jones went out and scored 51 points, an outrageous week. And the fact that I had him in 80% of my lineups was a big reason why I won so much money. So I just want to be clear that... If I have, if another player goes off this week for fifty-one points, and I don't have him in any of my lineups, I'm not going to see the same results. It's just not going to happen. Uh, but at the same time, if there's no player that does that, if every other player kind of does their normal, average, uh, you know, weekly expectations, and there's you know maybe a few outliers that do a little bit better than others, then this strategy should continue to work. But that second that you don't have that guy that goes off in your lineup, you're not going to do as well. Um, and then uh, lastly, when I went into this whole thing, I didn't go in saying I want to pick the best lineup uh, to win the top prize. Obviously, I hope that would happen, but what I wanted to do was create the most amount of lineups that would end up somewhere in the money. And the idea is you get multiple in the money, you're going to come out ahead. Um, I mean, I went into it going, if I, if I would double up my money, I'd be really, really happy. Um, you know, worst case scenario, I doubt that I would lose everything. Uh, and it worked really well. So going to go with a similar strategy this week, might even go a few more lineups, um, try to max out the uh, the 150 lineups in that tournament, um, really good payout structure, using the pro tool, um, putting in sleeper picks, hedging my bets against exposure, um, and uh, looking to see how many consistent players I can get across the board. So, uh, great week. Wanted to, to recap that quickly. There's more information on the blog about that tool, about the exposures that I did. Um, again, obviously, having Julio Jones is really, really helpful, but um, definitely a great week. It's something I'm going to continue to do on a weekly basis. Yeah, I really like that strategy. And I take parts of that strategy and put it into 50 50s and double ups, which I've been doing really well
1: at the past few weeks. Um, I just take a little bit more of a conservative approach because for the 50 50 and double ups, <clears throat> Even more of a percentage of the uh, entries get paid out. It's uh, normally around 40-50%, um, which means that you only have to beat half the field. So in those cases, you really want the most consistent players that are more of a safe play uh, versus the strategy Papa Bear just went over. Um, having a 100 lineups, you'll probably get a few... Guys, in, in some of the lineups that are going to go off that I might not necessarily have, but that's fine with me, because I'm just trying to get a consistent, conservative um, middle-of-the-pack uh, lineup in, uh, which, which will win you uh, in the 50-50 or double
0: up uh, in the top 50%. Yeah, a- absolutely. and <clears throat> The name of the game here is come away with some kind of money, um, and 50-50 is definitely, odds-wise, your best odds. So... Um, so that being said, definitely excited for tomorrow. Can't wait to uh, to get through this. So, if you are uh, out there putting together your own lineups, or you're looking for your uh, a few sleeper picks to throw into the mix, along with your consistent players, I think we've got uh, a few guys that are worth mentioning this week. So, uh, Big Dog, why don't you kick it off with your first pick? Okay, so I am, I've liked them
1: since. Going back to last year, I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are a fantasy juggernaut with Berger, um, Bell, and Antonio Brown. Um, when I first started making my list here, I got a little bit nervous because the Jets' run defense is really is really solid. Uh, I think they're a top five run defense in the league. Um, but having said that, the Chiefs who the Steelers absolutely destroyed and put up tons of points. Had one of the top scoring defenses in the league. So I really think Pittsburgh Steelers are that good. They're at home. Um, I actually like all three of those guys this week: Roethlisberger, Bell, and Brown. Um, I I think now that with Bell's back, the defenses are going to be forced to play a more um, a balanced defense where they're not maybe focus will come off a little bit off the. Steelers receivers, which could open up Brown to have another big game. Uh, so I really like the three of them. Um, I
0: love that. I, that. I idea. love that idea. Um, I'm definitely a big fan of finding a team to sack each week. And uh, Steelers are, are, are fantasy juggernauts, like you said. I love that. Yeah, so I'll definitely be stacking Roethlisberger and Brown. I'm also going to be stacking, uh, again, the same as the
1: last couple of weeks, uh, ACDC. um from uh, the Raiders. Uh, They're going against uh, San Diego, who's, they've been putting up a lot of points and they've allowed a ton of of points for the first four weeks of the season. Um, I'm definitely looking for a lot of uh, wide receiver quarterback points out of the Raiders this week. Um, One player to maybe stay away from um, is uh, uh, Cook from the Packers. Went to Buffalo Wild Wings, casual uh, little midweek meal. Ends up with a fried chicken head in his uh, in his order. Not There's a good his, omen. Uh,
0: rattling to say the least. He's going to be his mind's going to be in a pretzel this entire week. I am staying away from him. Yeah, that's um. Uh, I don't know how you come back from that. I did love their defense, though. They said, uh, "Oh, well, the, the chicken is so fresh that that happens." Like, yeah. that doesn't work. <laughs> we just chop and shit up. You know, sometimes a chicken head falls in the fryer. I, I mean, have you even made fried chicken before? What are you? Don't like that.
1: Don't like that. All right, so I got two more picks here. Um, so this, is, this applies to the people that are, have the Monday night games and they're in the slate. Uh, they're looking at um, Carolina's uh, defensive situation is horrible. Uh, they just cut uh, the player last week that allowed Julio Jones to go off for 51 points. I'm not going to try to pronounce his name, but it has two Bens, so I'll call him Ben-Ben. Uh, they dropped him, and they also uh, just got more devastating news that uh, James Bradbury, their other starting quarterback, is out. Uh, so they're going to have two new starting quarterbacks uh, going against uh, the wide receivers, Tampa Bay. Um I like Mike Evans in that, and I think that's probably who I'll try to put in most of my lineups this week. Um, so I think I I like that. There is a little bit of question marks going into that game, though. Also, because Cam Newton's um, as of this morning, is still most likely not going to play, um, which I don't know how that will end up working out for the total um,
0: scoring distribution for the entire game, but I still like Mike Evans for that. Yeah, that's, that's a good and pick. Mike. Um, definitely... Yeah. I mean, I'm going to get into it a little bit of mine. There's injuries galore this year. I don't know if we're just paying more attention than normal or if it's um, this year just been outrageous. But a lot of my picks are based on, like, all right, here are some big players who are injured, and, uh, you know, what can you do to replace them, um, you know, when they're out or not 100%. Yeah. And then
1: my biggest sleeper of the week is going to be Fitzpatrick, which I know sounds crazy Seeing that he had nine interceptions the last two weeks, but that resulted in his price and uh, his um, salary dropping uh, significantly. Um, I think nine interceptions is outrageous, and I don't think he's going to have
0: six or uh, three interceptions this weekend. Um, But I do look for them to be a high scoring game uh, trying to keep up with Pittsburgh. So um, I like the value there. All right. I'm just gonna say it again I, I called that with Fitzpatrick called at the beginning of the year told everyone I said this is what he does he does he plays just well enough to get himself a big contract and uh, they'll have a couple of good games and then he'll suck that's that's a fit to magic that I know and uh, it's happening again so um, value wise maybe may a good value but um, I, I want him to fail so badly that um, I can't <laughs> I can't pick him. Um, all right cool so heading over to to my picks so the first one I got is uh, Terrell Pryor so they're going against New England with Brady back Um, I I fully expect New England not only to win this game but to beat the hell out of Cleveland but that doesn't mean that when Cleveland has the ball they won't be targeting a couple players consistently and Terrell Pryor has definitely emerged as A star on that team. A really important player from a receiving standpoint, touchdown standpoint, even a quarterback. So at um, $5,800, he is the the clear standout on that team. So uh, I think even though they're going against a really good um, New England team, uh, when Cleveland has the ball, they're going to be looking for Pryor. So uh, I I like him in your uh, maybe a flex position or even a wide receiver two position.
1: Yeah, I love the prior storyline this season. He's had a great season fantasy-wise and it just doesn't happen that often when players start switching positions. Uh, it happens a lot when you get these really athletic quarterbacks coming out of college. They try to play um, they switch up positions and maybe try to play wide receiver and it, it really doesn't work out a lot as much as I always root for it because I love the natural athlete guys that can change positions but I mean, he's doing it this year and, and it's awesome to watch. That game overall though is going to be I, I have a lot of questions. I think the Patriots are going to absolutely destroy the Browns, but there's a lot of question marks going into there for me to draft any Patriots players in that game. I don't know if Brady's going to come in too fired up and too jittery and and maybe not make the best decisions that he normally makes. Um, I also don't know what's going on with Gronk. He's only been playing as a uh, basically a a blocking tight end, so I'm not sure if maybe they're waiting for Brady to come back to get him back incorporated in the offense, Um, but there's question marks there. and then I also then also Martellus Bennett's been playing awesome, so I don't know if he's a he's, he's a pick, but if then if Gronk starts getting more plays uh, and, and receiving uh, plays, I don't know if that affects him or helps both of them. Uh, I, I have a few questions. I definitely want to see how this week plays out before I start going back into the Patriots players.
0: Yeah, I think it's really fair. You, you got a guy coming back that um, you, you just don't know how how this is affecting his. Thought uh, process and where he's going to go with the balls. So totally agree with that. Uh, so my next value pick is actually Darren Sproles. So Sproles was not much, uh, didn't have much on the ground last week, but he had over 100 yards in the air and in uh, a touchdown. So I think a touchdown last week. But um, anyway, the the big reason why he got so much time was because Ryan Matthews went down with an injured, uh, with an injury. They're saying that Ryan Matthews has been practicing this week. Um, He's on track to play, but still a few question marks uh, in how that injury is affecting him. Is it lingering? Um, Is he going to see 100% of the snaps? So Darren Sproles is $4,300. They used him a lot last week. The Eagles are going up against Detroit, which uh, has one of the worst defenses in the league. So I think even if Ryan Matthews is on the field, Sproles are going to continue to get a few looks at least this week. So for week five, I think he could definitely be a good value pick, especially if they're going to throw to him um, in a PPR league that's only going to increase his value. So when you're looking for a a running back that can see a a few catches to help bump up those numbers, I I like Sproles this week.
1: I like like that too. He's always a fun fantasy
0: guy. And then um, my last one I've got, Steve Smith. Senior, uh, so went for over 100 yards last week. He uh, has come back and at this point solidified himself as a number one wide receiver on uh, on the Ravens. So this week he is going against Josh Norman and uh, the Redskins. So you know definitely a bit of a tough matchup, but he's going to continue to get targets. He is uh, 5,300, which is not too much for a starting number one wide receiver on your team. Only question mark there is um, how is the matchup going to be against Norman, but uh, I definitely like Smith given that he is the number one and the the cost is pretty low, so I, I would say look for him as maybe your number one or number two wide receiver this week. Yeah, I love Smith, and I love that after he was uh, after he left the Panthers and, and
1: went to the Ravens. Normally, that's a sign for a wide receiver that's a tail end of their career. But I mean. He he looks awesome, even coming off the injury from last year. I thought maybe okay, that's that's going to be it for him. But he's playing with as much energy. He's playing physical. He, he's a lot of fun to watch. The guy's an absolute maniac. Uh, I, I agree with that
0: pick. Cool. So a um, couple solid picks there. Um, before getting to uh, you know my NFL free money Sunday picks, a couple of interesting. Um, News articles I want to bring up real quick. Um, First is uh, Beckham. Reports that Beckham might uh, have to go into a timeout due to his meltdowns on the field. Um, Totally outrageous. And uh, I I love the, if you've been watching the Giants, I mean, I'm in New York, so they're they're always on, so I'm always kind of watching those games. Last week, he was ridiculous. The week before that, they showed a, a clip where Eli had his arm around him. And he's walking him down the field like, come on, buddy, it's going to be okay. I, I just, I really wish I was there for that conversation because I'm sure Eli does not want to do that kind of stuff. He does not strike me as the kind of player who wants to like put his arm around and guys and walk him around. But I got to imagine that McAdoo was like, hey, man, why don't you go talk to, to Beckham? And Eli probably protested. And then McAdoo was like, you know what? You're a role model here. People look up to you. That's what role models do. And then Eli was like, all right, I'm the, I'm the big kid now. I, I'm the older brother, I'm the only Manning still playing, i got to take the, the leadership role. Um, but just completely outrageous that we're, we're talking about a grown man who might have to go into a timeout for, for meltdowns. I,
1: this, this story is so strange. One, I think the uh, media kind of took, took a little bit too much here. Uh, They're into it a little bit too much this week. It is outrageous, but wide receivers in the NFL have a history of having mental, like, they're just nutcases and they're prima donnas, and, I mean, you just go down the list, like, I mean, even in that, in that NFL right now, you got Des Bryant um, who's high maintenance in a little bit of a different way, he has a little bit more off-the-field issues uh, but Beckham, man, he just, like, <laughs> he just has to figure out a way like because now he's going to be a target every single week by yeah. uh defenses. Every single week now they're going to be looking for him. They know that they can uh, get into his head like right away and they're going to be looking for it. I thought last week things got blown out of proportion a little bit because um, I mean he, he is a smaller Beckham is a smaller receiver so in these plays that are going out of bounds you can see the defensive players are go, they're going at him full speed. So either he has to dodge it, stand there or try to protect himself and Unfortunately for him, he, protecting himself means he has to go on the offense a little bit because he is so small. So, like, lunging forward to protect himself, I didn't think that was that crazy of a thing. But it's because he has issues like this every single week that it was an issue. So he's he's got to figure his shit out. He's, he's too good of a talent to be worrying about this, like, Mickey
0: Mouse bullshit. He, he just needs to get out there and start catching some balls. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, you're right about um – the way he's protect himself on the field, but uh, he's still got a little ways to go to, to so that people back off. Yeah. Um, and then interesting news uh, from Bleacher Report saying that Kaepernick will start in Week Six. So I don't usually look to Bleacher Report to break news, um, but given the first half of uh, Thursday's game, you can kind of see uh, a possibility here. So. Obviously, it doesn't affect us. We're in Week 5. Uh, we haven't even started Week 5. We're already talking about a quarterback uh, switch for next week. So um, no real fantasy implications right now. But definitely interesting to see if Kaepernick will, will come back and, and what kind of an impact he might have if he is a starting quarterback uh, for the 49ers again. Yeah, I mean, this is like a, this is a theme every single week, but Thursday games are horrible. And yeah. the fact that those two
1: quarterbacks are playing this past week was maybe some of the worst quarterback football I have ever seen. Both of them were going, not going for it on third down when they had guys wide open above the, the first down marker. Um, they're like scared. They just like weren't taking any risk. That was one of the worst. Like honestly, I, I had a lot of on the
0: line fantasy wise, but it's just like even then, it was was not enjoyable football to watch. No, it um, it sucked. <laughs> yeah, you could tell the fans definitely wanted Kaepernick to come in in the first quarter. Um, but it's just like, it, Gabbard wasn't playing that well. But I mean, at the same time, Gabbard
1: kind of a little bit of a running quarterback, just like Kaepernick is. Maybe Kaepernick has a stronger arm. Um, but I just don't, I just think it's a bad situation overall, with the combination of the quarterback problems and Chip Kelly. I don't think yeah. Chip Kelly's that good of a coach.
0: No. So I don't know if this is going to solve anything for them. No, I think Kaepernick has, Kaepernick has a better arm. But um, yeah, other than that, they're, they're pretty similar. Uh, I don't I don't think Chip Kelly is great in the NFL. Just, it's a different beast. Yeah, yeah, no, I love, yeah, absolutely loved when he did at Oregon. That was yeah. exciting, that was fun, but it just, yeah, not, not doesn't really I mean, carry you, over to that. So. you could see the way that they were playing, the, the players would rush up, the 49ers would rush up to the line of scrimmage, and then they'd all look over to the sideline for the call. Like, that's college. That's what they do in college. And the NFL, like, you need to be huddling, you need the quarterback calling them out. Um, you, you can't treat these guys like college players. It's a totally different game. So, uh, maybe he survives a year, uh, maybe another year, but, um, if he gets back to college, I think that's where, where Chip really excels. Yeah. Depending on what happens there too, if Kaepernick is not going to be the starter and Gabbard remains a starter, I'm drafting Curley every single week for the year on out. He got, I think he was the only, maybe there was one pass that went to, uh, was it Torrey Smith? Maybe got one target. He didn't catch it. Curly was the only targeted receiver pretty much for the, uh, for the yeah. Giants. I mean, for the 49ers.
1: So uh, definitely
0: look for him if Gabbard stays in. Absolutely. Cool. All right, we're going to uh, finally get into the money, the real money. Um, yeah, I want that pretty much, maybe. All right. Six. Didn't uh, post my picks last week, so last week doesn't count. Um, I, you know, maybe I'd be maybe I'd be Jeff Fisher, maybe I'd be 500 right now if I'd posted last week's picks. But um, no, I'll ever know because I've got to do that. Um, so this week I like this, and I, I kind of have four picks this week. Um, so let me get into it. Uh, first one is probably the most obvious one. I think everyone in the world is going to take this: Patriots minus ten and a half over Cleveland. Um, they're they're gonna win by a hundred, so um, this is it's far from a trap game. This is uh, not only Brady's return, which against any team he's gonna go lights out, but Cleveland. I mean they suck. Um, so uh, ten and a half is definitely a bet the farm type of uh, spread for that one. Um, my second game, and this is the the twofer that I got: Houston at Minnesota. Uh, I like Minnesota by 6.5 on this one. Um, winning by a touchdown, I think, is definitely within reason for them. And um, a big reason for that is their defense, which is only allowed 12.5 points per game. And uh, along with that, I kind of like the under at 41 in this game as well. So uh, the Vikings' defense has been really the reason why they're winning. I mean, they lost Seti Bridgewater and Adrian Peterson, and they're still undefeated. So. Uh, it, it's definitely been a great year for them. Playing at home, they they really look like a good team on all sides of the ball. And then you look over at Houston and see what have they done. Houston is 3-1, and one, but who have they beat? They beat Chicago, the Chiefs, and the Titans. Not powerhouse teams by any stretch of the imagination. And then they got shut out against the Patriots, which was definitely their toughest matchup, and they, they couldn't even put a point on the board. So uh, I like Minnesota to come out of there with a good win, and uh, I like their defense to keep it a low-scoring game. And then uh, finally, I've got San Diego, plus three and a half at Oakland. San Diego has lost three games in the last two minutes, um, come in to the last few minutes with the lead and, and blown it, which is incredible. Um, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. I feel them for them. I've seen that happen before. Um, but I think this is a week where they pull it off. I like Oakland. They're not a bad team. But I think San Diego is a much better team than the record shows. And uh, I think fourth time is a the charm. They're going to pull it together. They're going to go into the fourth quarter with a lead. and I think they're going to keep it. So I think not only will they cover the spread, I think they're going to win this game outright. So I like that uh, plus 3.5 for San Diego. All right. Yeah, this week, try to throw in my picks here also.
1: Um, all right, so my first pick, I like Cleveland, plus plus ten and a half. and a half. I think there's a little bit of question marks around what Gronk's impact is going to be on the game, what Brady's impact is going to be on the game. Is it going to be too fired up? Uh, we're going to have to wait and see on that. Um, my second game I like, I like Oakland, minus minus three and a half. I think the AC-DC duo um, will absolutely destroy uh, San Diego's uh, defense. Um, I like, think that's going to be a huge scoring game, um, and I like the minus 3.5 uh, favor uh, for Oakland. Um, then my third pick, I like the over at 41 uh, in the Vikings and Texans game. I think that Bradford's got his feet on the ground now, and he's going to start uh, really start airing it out to Diggs. Hopefully Cordell Patterson can start getting in the mix a little bit there. Um, so I look for that to be a high-scoring game, and Bust through the forty-one point mark, and then um, this little bonus this week too. I kind of like what
0: Houston's doing, so I'll take them at the six point five underdog. Yeah, all all good picks. I think between two of us, we got some really good picks this week. Going to come out with some winners. Time to actually make some money. Here we go. All right, solid week. We're going to week five. We got some solid picks on the fantasy side. On the betting side, uh, you got some tips from us for how to actually win money in DraftKings. So, yeah, if you win some money and uh, you want to throw it our way, you know, you know we're, we're we're here. Might want to maybe get some new audio equipment for the, the podcast. Just saying, if you win big, um, you know, help out the guys that got you there, Bob Bear and Big Dog? You know, we're we're here. Maybe maybe a six pack of beer. You know, not asking for much. Yeah. Uh, all right, everyone, thanks all for right, tuning in. A little, uh, Live editorial correction. That's how good we are. We're
1: doing this shit live. Jared Cook, out for the week. Done. So you don't have to worry about starting
0: him, but, you know, stay away from him. Definitely, definitely don't start him if he's out. And, uh, and, and you know, that's a good point. We, we do these live every week. We have never, ever once done a second take. Um, we don't really even edit it. You know, we're, we're pros. Uh, you know, one time for the win. That's all we do. And uh, But look at that. Okay, we'll do it live. Yep, every every single week for you guys, cause cause we love you. All right, I gotta go. I'm gonna get my last game of golf in for the year, um, and then uh, focus solely on football until uh, the Super Bowl. Fuck,
2: love it. Fly me Bye. to love the everyone. moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on